You're listening to the Sism Sammy podcast, episode number 252. Today, we're going to be talking about how we ran our last virtual conference, and it's a juicy one. My team is joining me, so stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. So this is going to be a really fun episode because... Number one, my team is joining me on this episode, some of them anyway, who were a huge part of our interview series last September. And it was a really fun conversation because we really talked about, you know, before, during, and after our 2.0, Done a Day Interview Series 2.0. And, you know, why listen to us is because this, we're actually gearing up to run our next virtual conference in March, on March 8th and 9th. And so you can actually sign up to be on the wait list to make sure that you do not miss out on our next virtual conference at com. The link should be in the description somewhere. But, you know, we've, this will be our third virtual conference interview series. This will be our second one live. And we've learned a lot and we put a lot of effort toward this event. And so hearing it from the different, instead of just hearing it from me, from my point of view, you get to hear from team members' points of view. And I do not encourage you to do a virtual conference by yourself. I absolutely believe you need a team to make it happen. And you'll hear from everybody's point of views and perspectives, what went well, what craziness happened that we were able to manage and how much fun we had, honestly. So, you know, our 2.0 had some really exciting stats and statistics because we were able to have about 580 tickets sold and we had about $172,000 revenue come in through that event, which was really exciting and huge. And obviously that is sales. So that did not all come in. I believe we had about 70 ish of that come through cash collected. And then the rest were coming through in the months to come. So really, really juicy. A lot of people will tell you, Oh, it's super easy. Just create a virtual conference. It's like, yeah, and no. And I think that you'll get that same kind of feel from our team members and myself as we go through the last Dinner Day interview series 2.0 in September. So again, we have our next virtual conference coming up in March 8th and 9th, um, but tickets will start going on sale February 15th. But if you want to get on the wait list to make sure you don't miss out, make sure you go to doneinadayvirtualconference.com and sign up there and we'll make sure that you are one of the first to get a ticket for our next event, which is all about structuring and selling your virtual VIP days. We have really interesting panels this next one. Actually, we've got one panel all about how to market your VIP days. We have an entire panel of people who buy virtual VIP days and why they value purchasing this type of offer over other types of offers. So, and we also have Enneagrams 
and VIP days. Like, who doesn't want to hear that? So lots of fun stuff to come. Please, please, please sign up if it sounds even the least bit intriguing to you. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up in this event. I like can't even handle myself. Anyway, let's get to the episode and I'll introduce you to my team. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited for this episode because y'all are going to get the behind the scenes, the sneak peek, the juicy details of our virtual conference that we hosted back in September of 2020. And we had a lot of differences between our 1.0 and our 2.0 that we'll kind of talk about. But we also are going to cover this event in more detail of before the event, what do we do? During the event, what do we do? And then after the event, you know, what did that look like from the members of our team, our core team, I will say, because we did have some paid event volunteers, I guess, as well, between Whitney, Alice, and Trina. But before I give them the mics, I wanted to give y'all an overview of why did we put this on? Like, why did we even have a purpose of doing this? And really it was to showcase how like we are all things VIP days and that we wanted to create an experience very similar to a live event and encourage our students to be speakers, be able to bring in other experts in a variety of areas who could also speak to VIP days, whether that was mindset, whether that was like, winter, spring, summer, fall. Why am I blanking on this? Like, (laughs) anywho, we had a lot of great speakers come through and it was honestly, I mean, not that I didn't think it was going to be awesome in the beginning, but it also like blew me away. And I think blew my entire team away. Thank you, Cycle Alignment, Alice. And I just am so excited to show you guys, or I guess have you guys listen in on really what some of those big decisions were and what surprised us, what was some of our favorite parts. And so a quick facts highlights of Done and Day Interview Series 2.0 were that we had about 580 people join us or purchase a ticket, I will say, for that conference. And we had, I think at the height of the conference, the most people we had on live at a certain point was 270. And so it was really fun. We had the first day on Labor Day, which was not advised. I'm glad that we did it that way because we got to have people who normally are working during the day be able to join us at least for half of the conference, which was really special. And then we, you know, the point of our conference is to encourage people to, if they are really, truly interested and they want VIP days to be a part of their business, to come and join us inside our Done in a Day program. And so we are able to have 33 amazing clients come in to our program at the end of the conference. And it was bananas and amazing and exhausting and thrilling all at the same time. And we're just so honored and excited that everyone was able to join us and have a really incredible event. And so if you're like, this sounds fun, then I want to encourage you to come to our next event, which is on March 8th and 9th of 2021. And if you are interested, want to get on the wait list, want to see what's up, then go to doneinadayvirtualconference.com. And link will also be in the description of the podcast. So you can just click sign up and you will get notified when we open the doors and the tickets. And again, this episode is for anyone who really wants to learn from our wins, our mistakes to run our own live virtual event in 2021. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and get started with introing team members so you guys can get familiar with everyone and hear what they do behind the scenes. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Miss Whitney, who's our project manager. So go ahead and share a little bit about what you do behind the scenes. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Whitney, and I'm the project manager for Team Systems Save Me. So on a day-to-day -day basis, I do a whole lot of work inside of ClickUp and other online tools like Dubsado and ActiveCampaign, and I am constantly chatting with different team members through communication tools like Slack as well. So overall, I work really closely with our core team and some of our additional team members just to make sure that our programs are running smoothly, our content which Alice in a moment will share, is running smoothly and that all of the little details in between are being created and published and produced and followed up on accordingly. Yes, exactly. That's Whitney. All right. Then we have Miss Alice. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. I'm our content manager here at System Save Me. And on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm managing pretty much everything that you see and hear on our airwaves. So we have our video editor, Katrina, and our graphic designer, Taylor. And uh, so all of the imagery and, you know, production of hearing everything that Jordan has to share. Uh, I'm doing the behind the scenes on that. And then recently I've taken on the role of partnerships as well. So getting more into sponsorships and affiliates and 2.0 was definitely a testing ground for that. So we've learned a lot. Yeah, it was perfect. All right. And then we have Trina. Go ahead and share what you do behind the scenes. Hello, everyone. I am Trina, and I am the Ops and Relationship Coordinator. My daily duties are mostly the inbox, so if you've written us, I probably responded to you. So take care of some side projects that I, uh, well, one of the big ones is Jordan's calendar, setting up podcasts and different interviews and summits and things like that for her and for guests for our podcast. Um, I also have duties that are ongoing that have to do with keeping up with our CRM and um, updating and coordinating our um, storage systems as well. Yeah, exactly. And also Trina is a great gift giver. So she is also in charge of making sure that our gifts come out <laughs> because we love to love on our people. So that is everyone who was a part of our core team during the virtual conference. Like I said, we did have two paid event volunteers as well, Danielle and Morgan, and they just came in for actual support during the days. And as Alice also mentioned, we do have Katrina, who's our video editor and Taylor, who's our graphic designer. And so again, we're just just like a small but mighty team. And it was really fun to get to see everybody flourish during such a big experiment. I'm pretty sure they all thought I was crazy at the very beginning of like, a live virtual event, but I guess we'll find out. So let's start at the very beginning. So we had done 1.0, which for everyone's context was the Done in a Day interview series 1.0, which was in June. It was during the height of Black Lives Matter. And it was just a very emotional time for a lot of people, including myself, including my team members and my clients, like everybody. And so it was a free pre-recorded event with only eight speakers. And so I'm glad that we did it like the light version um, during that time, because having to do a live virtual event during that time would have been a lot, but it also, you know, did set the stage for our big event, which we pretty much turned around. So again, middle of June-ish is when that ended. And we started planning for the virtual or for the 2.0 version literally in July, like July 1st. And so I want to start with Whitney because we started the planning process together and go ahead and share with everyone kind of what our like working process was for figuring out what a live virtual event would even look like. 
Yeah, it was a lot to start. <laughs> and I'll also share my, in terms of my context, I had just joined Team System Save Me when the first interview series was happening. I think I joined a couple of weeks before. So I wasn't involved too much in the planning or setting up of that project. Um, in that event, I was really just there kind of to see the magic happen during those two days. But as soon as that event was over, I think Jordan and I first started with, honestly, it was like three or four hours straight on the phone together. We sat down and it was just a massive brain dump thinking through every single detail that we could while the previous interview series event was still top of mind. I had spent, you know, the few days in between that session for that event in our planning session, trying to organize some thoughts, bits of feedback that had kind of sporadically come up from the team, things that went well, that didn't go well, just tried to collect feedback from the team and also organize my kind of planning project management mind coming out of one event into the next thinking, uh, what are all the big buckets of details that we need to plan for? So Jordan and I had this four, three or four hour call where we talked through, I mean, I can't even tell you my, it was probably 15 pages of notes. That was just a brain dump. Everything from how many days do we want the event to be? How many hours? What number of sessions do we want to host? What are the different types of topics that we may want to cover um, everything from how many individual emails do we want to send out as promotions prior to the event? How many emails do we want to send to our list? How many emails do we want to send to people on the wait list? What days should those emails go out? I mean, we got really, really granular on that first call, which I think was an amazing decision because all of the information was still pretty fresh from our previous event. We talked about everything from, we kind of grouped things based on stakeholders. So we thought about promotionally, is that a word? In terms of promoting the event, who are our primary stakeholders? We have individuals who have opted into the wait list and Jordan's, um, the team system save me, you know, our audience, our list. And then we thought of partner stakeholders as well. So we looked at everything that we would need to do to engage with, to elicit speaker submissions, to confirm speakers, to get speakers signed, contracted, and engaged in kind of some logistics planning, you know, keynotes, do we want presentations or not? Like we did, every, we thought through everything that we could in one sitting regarding speakers, sponsors, and affiliates. So those are kind of our big buckets of stakeholders. And then what was really nice too in that first session was because things were so fresh from the previous event, we could kind of like, we knew that, for example, we could rattle off something like, okay, we know that we need to do promotional assets for our affiliates. We didn't have to go into a ton of details for something like that, because we know that we have Alice, who's the content manager. So right in that first meeting, we could start to identify which team members would own and manage different parts of the project. Yeah, exactly. I totally forgot that you like got thrown into that first one. <laughs> Just a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so, yeah, Whitney had to just catch up real quick and hit the ground running. But yeah, it was a really great first planning meeting of just like, and again, that's if you've never had a project manager before, like Whitney is a true project manager. And so her job is to, yes, we all bow down to Whitney. You can't see us, but that's what we're doing. And she thinks of all of the questions, like again, to the, the amount of emails, both Whitney and I were like, literally like, what? <laughs> Like to whom, what days, how many, what the call to actions were, how many links we had to keep track of, like all of that stuff. It just got like really, you know, it stacks up, but really doing that initial brain dump and doing it with somebody 
like a project manager on your team is really crucial to just at least get, you know, the base done. And then Whitney went and took that 15 page document and made sure that everything was in ClickUp for then us to start to assign things, date things, and things do still come up. And, you know, we kind of like, oh yeah, we totally forgot about this entire part or whatever the case was, but at least we got the structure inside of there and whatnot. So that was really Whitney's role. Anything else you want to add, Whitney? Yeah, I think for individuals who are wanting to plan an event like this for their first time, I would highly encourage that initial kind of brain dump session and encourage you during that first session, don't worry about getting everything right. Don't worry about ordering everything or organizing them into groups. I was writing literally just a running list. I didn't want to spend any of time in that meeting trying to say, wait, let me scroll back up three pages or let me, is that you know, for Instagram or Facebook, like I wasn't worried about all the details. I wanted to capture all of the ideas. And then it was much easier in subsequent planning sessions that I had with myself, (laughs) myself in my own brain to go back and really figure out what's the best way to organize and group and order and line up all of these tasks and break things into subtasks. Like you don't need to get everything right. You just want that first session to make sure that it's getting all of the big and little ideas onto paper. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause yeah, I think it's like one of those things where people like want to write a blog post, but they want to like put all the headings and subheadings. And it's like, no, just get it all out on the piece of paper and then go back and start to categorize and all that stuff. So very similar with project planning for sure. And then I'm going to go to Alice who again, content management. So think social media, think podcasts, think our videos, think the, uh, like anything that you guys see Alice does. <laughs> I won't even say helps do. She does it. And Again, we added in the affiliate piece for her and so that affiliates and sponsors. And so talk to us about kind of what was exciting to you about that, made you nervous. And again, also just like what went into like the social strategy for the interview series. Yeah. Um, So Whitney gave such an amazing like outline in our kickoff call as a team, just like made it so easy to jump in, see my area and really hit the ground running. And so I kind of started in a similar fashion with identifying like, okay, from the top, what are all the like general promotional things that we need for the event? So we obviously had like creating the logo and creating like kind of the look and feel and everything just to kind of start putting the event out there. And then we also had um, our speaker illustrations. So that was a big part of like leading into and like the pre-work and stuff. So We had a lot of things to create for speakers, and then we ended up handing them off to affiliates as well. So as far as the pre-work, it was a lot of just managing Taylor's time and building out kind of like a six to eight week timeline and making sure that we're going to get speakers and everyone, all of our stakeholders, their stuff when we said we would, because then we had a little bit more time to do our internal promotional planning. So that's kind of how I attacked it. I was thinking about like, okay, what do we need to get the, the people? And then managing like kind of what our social presence would look like as well. So yeah, jumping into affiliates with a big event, I guess I am more of the type to like, I don't really get nervous until it's like happening. And then I'm like, oh, this is a big deal. (laughs) Like this is a whole new area. There's a lot of them. We had like over 60 affiliates. I mean, you set me up really well, but it was also a learning as we, as we went and kind of like discovering where, where the little gaps were and stuff. And Obviously, our community is super patient and supportive. And so 
it was just a great vibe and energy, which made it really exciting. But yeah, I would say I got a little bit more, more nerve wracking, the more like people that got involved. And so now moving forward into the virtual conference, I'm able to have like the experience of the last time. <laughs> so that feels really good. But the pre-work was a lot of, yeah, you know, just kind of doing the behind the scenes, making sure that everyone had what they need and working with Whitney on making sure that my timelines were tight and thinking through like time for feedback and finalizing everything and making sure that we've got really clear things again for everyone externally so that it felt as smooth as it felt on the on our side as that it did to everyone else (laughs) yeah oh totally and you did a great job and got super good feedback um from everybody of just like you know we've never felt like it was as organized as it was right and I think that it matters when you like Alice is really good at just making people feel super loved and so like even if and not to say that we were a shit show in any way but like, even if we were, like, Alice was just really good on loving people. So it's like, it doesn't even matter. So I think that, again, if you're looking for somebody that could do social media, it may not be the same person who does your social media that does your affiliate management. I think with Alice being on our team, it works out well that those things are able to be combined and we don't have to bring in, you know, an affiliate manager. But if Alice was uncomfortable with that, I would have hired probably an, an ad hoc affiliate person to come in for a month or two support us and then you know be done because we don't need a ton of ongoing support with affiliates or didn't really at the time as we roll in we we will but again like you know everyone is always like I need an Alice and I'm like listen like (laughs) you do need an Alice however like Alice is pretty hard to find and you know I think that it's really important. Like Whitney is amazing at project management. Alice is amazing at content and affiliate management. Trina is great at understanding all the details and all of the timing things and whatever the hay is going on in the world. Like I have the right people in the right positions. And that is super, super important because if not, then again, like it may just not be as smooth of an experience as we've had because everyone knows their strengths. Everybody understands everyone else's strengths. We were kind of able to build off of that and whatnot. So I thought that was a good point for me to bring up, but Trina, your job before the event, all the details, all the little things, especially inbox management. Um, and we added text messaging. So I'd love for you to kind of talk about (laughs) the madness that was your world (laughs) before the event. Before the event, my biggest concern was making sure that we were ready in terms of answering emails on the day of and before about the event. So my job was to create, we work with um, Front Email, which has canned responses, which they've changed to templates now. So templates that we can set up ahead of time with information. So I asked myself every question that someone could possibly ask. I created the template and then waited for the links. I put all the links in. And I think I did that probably whenever we started promoting is when I had the first ones done. So that if someone said, hey, I read about your interview series, I can just send a canned response answer that way. As we got closer, I started doing more canned responses based on the day of the event. So we're live, and I know that sometimes people have 
computer issues, you know, getting linked up and things like that. So I did another set of responses so that I could answer really, really quickly in real time during the actual event. And let me tell you, yes, (laughs) there were lots of questions, but those canned responses really saved me. So I would really suggest that you have some type of email client that has the ability to set up templates or canned responses so that you can answer very quickly. Yeah. Oh, totally. And how did you feel about text messaging being added? You can be honest. Text messaging was another level. (laughs) The funniest thing was that the texts come in and I guess the way it was set up, it gave everybody the same name. (laughs) And it took me a while to figure, I was like, they're all so-and-so. It's like, oh, this is strange. It's like, this is so wrong. So I would just answer without names. But I had to do that in real time. I did have some text, canned text responses as well. So those were good. But texting took it to another level. (laughs) But it was fun. It was challenging. A new challenge, for sure. And I do want to also touch on Trina and Whitney did tech checks with our speakers, which was a big thing for us and a big thing for making sure that our event was inclusive for our visually impaired, for our hard of hearing and deaf community, making sure that they were all set up and ready to go. So I don't know if Whitney or Trina or both of y'all want to talk about how that ran, because I don't think a lot of people do that. And just like, did you find it beneficial or would you, you know, just chit chat about it? Yeah, I think it was, even though we had a high number of speakers to work through, it was definitely hugely valuable. We initially set out to do the tech checks just to make sure that everybody had their computers and cameras and microphones and headsets set up in a way or in a place in their home, because this was also the year of the pandemic. (laughs) So we wanted to make sure that for a virtual live event, everybody was going to be clear and audible. So it initially started for that purpose, which we did catch some things. Some people were in the middle of changing equipment or getting new computers or trying new microphones. So it was definitely a nice kind of test run one-on-one with each speaker. And then another angle that we incorporated into those tech checks was the fact that We used Zoom for each of our sessions, and one of the things that we identified as a team when we were thinking through well in advance, when we were planning how we wanted to host this event with a huge number of attendees and speakers, and so we had keynotes and panelists, and we also had our live um, paid volunteers and all of our team members. We had a lot of different roles involved in the event, and we were trying to align our roles and all the roles of our speakers with the actual roles that Zoom allows. So there were definitely some nuances that we discovered about Zoom panelists versus Zoom co-hosts. And if a speaker joins the event as a speaker, you know, if we give them a special link to join the event, but what if they want to join early and they're not actually ready to be a panelist? Like there were all sorts of little things that just came up. Um, And one of the brilliant ideas, I'm not sure who on the team came up with it, but it was a great idea. We actually created something that we called our green room. So Again, trying to make this as much as similar to a real in-person live event as we could. We had a separate Zoom meeting set up and on basically all day and speakers a few minutes, 15 minutes prior to their specific session, we asked them to join this green room. That way we confirmed 15 minutes before the session start that everybody was showing up and available. There were a number of 
internet outages across the country that day. So there were real things that came up and we were glad that we had those kind of checks in place, but we basically had a, a place to, for everybody to wait and hang out and chit chat right before their session. And then we could all move into the math, the zoom webinar. Was it a webinar? Yeah. Together. Yeah, Alice is recounting some of our tech challenges that we ran into. But because we were doing those one-on-one tech checks, it was perfect. We're able to one-on-one without a big crowd of everybody, like we were able to sit down and say, okay, 15 minutes before, here's where you're going to go. Here's the URL. Here's the URL in this meeting invite. This is the only URL you need to know. Don't worry about everything that we're sharing with customers or attendees. We were able to like basically do a dry run a few weeks in advance of exactly where the speaker should be at each moment on the day of the event. And yeah. I think that was really helpful for all the speakers too, because it just made it crystal clear. They had practiced everything. If people were using slides. They had a chance to ask, will I be managing the slides? Will you be managing the slides? Do I need to send them to you? Do I pull them up? Like we were able to talk through a lot of those little tech nuances that could have caused larger hiccups on the day of a live event. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think that a lot of the speakers were like, that was really like, they loved the tech checks, which I was like, are they going to be annoyed? was my like first initial thought of just like, oh, another meeting on my calendar. But it actually, everybody gave really great feedback and we're like, I'm really glad that we did that. And so I was like, good. And another thing that we did too, and our, one of our event paid volunteers, Danielle was in charge of the green room and that was her job and whatnot. And a few things like literally right before the event, or I guess like, I guess leading up to it were we did three event run throughs. <laughs> Because we wanted to know everything. And again, like Whitney brought up about who's a co-host, who's a panelist, who's this, who's that, and whatever else. Um, Alice was our day of event producer. And so she was in charge of moderating the questions. She was in charge of like, again, making sure that she was talking to Danielle, if anybody's missing in the green room, what's going on, like all that stuff. And so again, having somebody be your producer the day of is also very crucial. And they need to know a lot of what's going on and who needs to be where and all of that stuff. And we had a run of show document that the event volunteers had that we had as as a team had that we knew every basically five minutes, (laughs) what was supposed to be going on at any given time and who was supposed to be doing it and who else was involved and their phone numbers and links to add to the chat and like everything. So that was really our like outline for how this day was going to go. And so with that, then, you know, kind of going into event days and what that was like. And again, we're just like, well, (laughs) you know what happens if Jordan's internet goes out or if Alice's it goes out or the live captioner doesn't show up or like again we have all these things happen and just an FYI um, for everyone I was not a part of purposely the event days slack channel I said Whitney Alice somebody go set up a slack channel don't invite me y'all chat about what's going on and I give you full permission to do whatever needs to be done in order for this event to just be amazing for everyone. And so like a certain point, you just kind of have to look around and be like, well, let's just love on people because we've done everything up to this point logistically to prepare. Have you been hearing all the buzz about VIP days or one day virtual intensives and want to create one for your business, but have no idea where to start? Head over to systemsamey.com slash quiz and take our new 60 second quiz to determine what kind of VIP day you should create. You'll get a detailed report with action items and exclusive structuring tips straight from the mouths of successful VIP day business owners. 
Ready to take back control over your schedule, your energy, and your income? A VIP day might just be the way to do it. Get started today at systemsammy.com slash quiz. One more time, that's systemsammy.com slash quiz. And so I don't know if anyone has, they want to go first about just like their experience of during the event days and what happened and how you maybe came across different speed bumps or hurdles and how you kind of managed your way through it. I will start since my role was kind of interesting and I'll, I'll set the stage for the day of and then Alice and Trina, you guys can go next. But so as project manager, my role during the event days was actually as a floater. So as Jordan mentioned, we had our core team on and plugged in all day long. We also had two um, paid volunteers and everybody had very specific roles and responsibilities. And I took the role as floater, helper, popping in and out of all the different places. So I was really a second set of hands for each team member when things got busy. So for example, Alice was managing the chat. There were times when the chat was scrolling so fast, you could barely keep up with it. And there were questions and people asking, what was that link? And what was her Instagram handle again? Or, you know, lots of little things popped up. Alice was managing the chat, which for most of the, most of the day was fine. But there were other parts of the day when the chat was really busy and she was also, you know, doing another role. So in an example like that, I was just an extra set of eyes to kind of jump in, help out, or in the Slack channel, if people were asking, team members were asking questions, I could respond if I knew that Trina was really busy, you know, fielding emails right now, or like if something was wrong on the website, the inbox was going crazy, I can help out here. So I kind of took a generalist floater role because we did have, we had the Slack channel, which was for chat. We had the run a show doc, which we put in Notion. So everybody could use it and collaborate in real time. And that was also hugely valuable because you don't really think in a live event how quickly everything's going to go. But I mean, I don't think as team members, we couldn't be digging through Drive or looking and click up and being like, where did we put that copy? We need to copy and paste it into chat right now. Like every little detail, anything that had to do with the event had to be in that one doc so that as team members, we had many of us had multiple screens and multiple devices so that we could log into Zoom as different people, uh, you know, for different roles. But we had Slack, run of show and Zoom. That was all we needed in front of us and phones for contacting Jordan in an emergency. But those were kind of our three places that we were looking throughout the day. I was floating. So Alice, you want to jump into your role? Yeah, I think the nerves definitely hit beforehand when you told me I was going to be the producer. And then I was like, okay, we've got several hundred people coming to this event. All right. I felt the nerves ahead of it that time. But then the run of show document honestly was so thorough that it ended up, I was, I reviewed it obviously a million times beforehand on top of our three run throughs. And it's just like, there was no way that I could mess it up. And like you said, just love on people if, and when technology happens, like there's only so much we can do. So yeah. And as the producer, it was actually a really fun role for me. I really enjoyed like moderating the Q&A and, you know, having all the links handy and getting to like, just share all of the epicness of the speakers and what was going on in the moment. It kept me like really present with the event and honestly flew by on the day of, I think it was a really good decision, Jordan, to not have you in the event day channels. It just kind of made me feel like a new level of ownership and just like, okay, unless it's hitting the fan, like we got this, she doesn't need to know. And there was only one instance throughout the entire day where it was just, you know, one speaker happened to be a little bit later than everyone else. It was fine. But like, you know, it was a couple of minutes before and we were like, okay, we don't officially have contact. We think it's going to be fine, but you might be needing to do a little 
<laughs> improv here in a couple minutes. And I mean, obviously you're amazing and able to do that on video. Like, so I was like, if it really comes down to it, like it will be okay. But yeah, I think the, the run of show was honestly crucial and we made a last minute change, which stressed me out. <laughs> like, but putting it all in one document was, I think a really, really good call too. So day of felt extremely smooth for like, just thinking about just being a little intimidated by the role of producer. Like it actually went extremely smooth from my end. Yeah. And Alice was the only one allowed to text me. That also was like a decision of just like, if all of you are texting me like emergency, emergency, then I can't even know what's going on. And so that was super crucial. And then it ended up to Trina's role again with managing inbox chat, text message and stuff like that. She also was in charge of like making sure everybody was fed because I actually have an event management background. And so that was always one thing that I remember, like if somebody wasn't in charge of food, like we would go all day without eating and that drove me nuts. And so I was like, someone will (laughs) be in charge of this. And it was Trina and she had, I'm sure she will bring up the lunch issues and whatever else, which are solved for the next time already. But Trina also had, you know, some, again, day of roles that aren't normally like her, you know, thing. Like, again, Alice is not normally a producer. We aren't necessarily producing things, but team members were able to and willing to step up into different roles and different tasks that weren't normally on their plate to make sure that the event went off without a hitch. So Trina, go ahead and share your day of experience. Oh yeah. And guest DJ. It was very fun. (laughs) I did enjoy it. The inbox was really moving, but the canned responses worked really well. Sometimes I had to, there was some glitch at some point that I don't remember, but I had to create one on the fly and then send that to everybody. So I think that very well, keeping up with that, I just did what I had to do. And there were times where I could not communicate with anyone about anything. But usually after we were in at least 30 minutes, inbox slowed down. So I had one screen with the inbox, another screen with the actual, you know, the live stream going on, and then my phone. Because one important thing was that we, just in case, we had the phone numbers for all of the speakers in case we had to text them. And I did that one who was a little bit late, I texted. And we had uh, speakers from abroad as well. So I had them on WhatsApp. (laughs) So if we lost them, I would be able to text them as well. And one point, the captioner, remember we had a late captioner? And so, yes, you had to like sort of run it out a little bit before we started. So I was emailing about that as well. So, but it was a different vibe in terms of summits that are pre-recorded because our audience was so lively and fun. One of our paid volunteers was the DJ. So we had, during our transitions, we had like dance music, 80s dance music. So it turned into a real party. So I'm actually looking forward to doing it again in March. I think it's going to be just as fun. Yeah, it definitely is. So yeah, if y'all don't understand, we literally try to think of everything down to text messaging, down to international text messaging, right? And some of those things we didn't think of until like, oh, like crap, like, you know, how are we going to text people internationally if we live in America, right? Or whatever. And that's fine. And you kind of got to have, I think because we were able to schedule so much beforehand, we were able to handle a lot of those little 
adjustments and tweaks that had to happen along the way. And something also that we did was that at the end of day one and day two, we had a debrief call with the entire team, paid event volunteers, core team, and we were just like, okay, like, how did that go? What do we want to do better for day two? You know, how's everyone feeling? And it was really cool because like everybody was on a high and was like, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> and you know, of course I had no idea because again, I'm not in the Slack channel. And so I'm like, there could be a whole nother world going on. So I was like bracing myself for like, yeah, we're never doing this again. Like you're the worst. And that wasn't the case at all, which was great. So I think that it's really, really crucial to have those debriefs on the days so that you catch, again, a lot of those items that, again, looking back, you may not remember. And and again, like you guys bringing up stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, Alice was having issues the day one. And like, (laughs) she wasn't in the right, like she wasn't a co-host. And so she couldn't do all these things. Right. And then we were having to find her. And then the live captioner, like things that like, I don't even remember because it was such a detail at the, you know, um, back then, but at the time it was like this giant thing because time is, you know, happening. So yeah, our, um, during the event days were really fun and so much energy we had, I think, I'm trying to think it was like 120 pages of chat transcript that I ended up printing out and read and I'm, ha- I'm still going through because people were just so like, it felt like a live event, like as close to a live event as you could possibly have, which felt so awesome. And so it really was just like a party with like all these dope, brilliant, smart women. And what's super exciting about our event in March is that it's during Women's History Month. And the first day is on International Women's Day. And And so we're really, really excited to, you know, kick off our event with that as a tone and whatnot, which is going to be really fun. So let's talk about afterwards. So after the event, obviously, then we kind of go into, I guess, sales mode, more or less, because this is the time we're encouraging people to apply for our program and whatnot, as well as we had a, an extra Q&A VIP day that we encouraged people to go to if they had questions about our program, meet actual students from our program, et cetera. And it was a really, again, we had additional help in our DMs um, to help with the sheer volume of what was going on. And so that next week or so was a lot energetically. I don't know if it was more or less than the event, but it, it was a different kind. And so I would love to know what those days were like for everybody's roles on the team and whatnot, as well as, I guess, a little bit afterwards too, after the sales part where it's like, okay, we got to send affiliate gifts or like speaker gifts or affiliate postcards and giveaways and managing those things like how do we close those loops and say okay the event is officially done so I don't know if we want to go the opposite way we'll start with Trina if that's cool and roll with that all right afterwards I figured out that we were going to do this again (laughs) so I went about saving everything I made so many documents with all of our templates and canned responses so that the next time we did this I could just go back use those templates again and just change the links to the links for our what is going to be our virtual conference in March and that was the biggest thing for me I um, felt like we nailed like the whole process from beginning to end and that we just needed to move forward with duplicating it. One thing I forgot to talk about was lunch. Lunch we ordered through DoorDash. And so our fearless leader, 
allowed us to order from her account. And so what I did was created Google Forms for everyone to place their orders for both days. And at the beginning of both of the days, I uh, set up all the orders timed for our 30-minute break. And so I've saved that form, <laughs> saved everything, all the paperwork associated with what I did during the conference so that I could go back and replicate it next thing, next time around. So actually for me afterwards was like really satisfying because I felt like I'm set up and ready to go for the next one. Yeah, for sure. Alice, what about you? Yeah, I would say immediately afterward, it did kind of feel like it continued into like an event week, just with the Q&A being a couple days later, and like we're just kind of still vibing high, and yeah, it was more of an event week, I feel like, as far as like playing the same role in the Q&A, and something I forgot to mention there as well was that I was responsible for bringing on the speakers officially as speakers instead of just participants, so yeah, that was another one, just kind of rolling through the Q&A day. And then we created or made everything available in a library afterward as well. So getting all of the transcripts, all of the audio files, all of the video recordings and working with our video editor to make that look nice and buttoned up and everything and available if people wanted it after the event. So that was a pretty buttoned up effort, but I mean, it was just, like I said, turned into more of an event week, which I kind of felt I knew already ahead of time that it was going to feel that way. So it was good. I was honestly riding the high for like the month of September. I feel like it was great. And like Trina said, like looking forward to like, okay, immediately, what can we, what went well, what can we like change for next time? Or like what felt, you know, like a bit of a hiccup. And so having the debrief while it was all still fresh was crucial. Yeah, I agree. Whitney. Yeah. So right after the event days or actually during And after the event days, I was working with Jordan to help um, kind of process the incoming application so that she could review, accept, and communicate and follow up with um, our program applicants. And then in the week or two after the Q&A and application period, I guess before we get into the details, one thing that was helpful as we were planning the event and even during the event, we use a project management tool called ClickUp. You may use the same one or a different one, but we actually created a space, a folder with a, a few lists of post-event tasks. So anytime something came up during the you know two-month planning process that we knew like physically needed to be done after the event, we put it in a separate space so that as we were closing lists and closing things down, we could have a very consolidated view of what needs to happen immediately after. So that included everything from selecting winners for giveaways. So we had attendee giveaways, we had speaker and affiliate prizes or giveaways for top performing affiliates. So we had to review all of the like submissions or review the data, select winners, pick out gifts, ship and mail gifts. We sent thank yous to everybody who participated. We also requested feedback from speaker sponsors, affiliates and attendees. So we had, you know, a lot of this work was kind of already planned or prepped, but we sent emails to each of those stakeholder groups. We had Airtable forms where we were collecting feedback. And then we also did this a similar exercise with our team members. So we had a form open for internal team members to just quickly like throw in thoughts or ideas, either things that worked well or didn't, things to change, things to remember for the next event. And then based on all the feedback we were collecting, um, Jordan and I pretty early on created, I think, one or two documents that served as just a dumping ground for gathering and collecting feedback. And then also we asked the team to right away begin thinking like, as we go into the next event, 
drop any ideas into this doc. So if you're participating in an event or if you see, like if you join a virtual event and something happens cool, or if you get inspiration from interesting graphics or interesting contest ideas, like anything that, that we may want to bring to a brainstorm for the next event, we want to start collecting that information soon after. So really right after the event ended, we kind of put together those feedback the vehicles to collect feedback. And then similar to Trina, I did a lot of like immediate cleanup. So I thought what will in a month or in a couple of weeks when we forget how, how, how soon after we started planning, but um, knowing that we would be doing this again, I wanted to capture everything that was top of mind. So from project management perspective, that looked like thinking about a new ClickUp project, new space, what folders might we want? What documents do we need? What emails do we want to save? You know, what templates do we want to duplicate? What Airtable bases do we want to clean up? all sorts of kind of cleanup and tweaking for the next time. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely a cleanup. It looks different than a physical event. Physical events like, all right, stack the chairs. But a virtual event is like, okay, where are the bases and the documents and like all of the things and whatnot. So yeah, there's definitely, again, like, it's not like all of a sudden the two days are done or even like after the sales part is done, like, it's just over there's it kind of lingers for a little you know a week or two afterwards of just like again wrapping up those different areas but again that's just that's normal you didn't do anything wrong like it's that's just part of it honestly and it's an important part to clean up debrief brainstorm and move into then you know the next one and whatnot so i know that throughout you know you guys all talking you talked about kind of what went well and what were pain points a little bit and stuff like that so i want to end with everybody giving their like top piece of advice for anyone who is interested or who wants to do a live virtual event. (laughs) So anyone want to go first on this? Alice, do you want me to like ping you since you haven't been first yet? Sure. I'll go first because I would say get yourself a Whitney, honestly. (laughs) I cannot imagine the event without all of the like foresight and just thoroughness in our project management and it made everything honestly like easy and excitable to go in from like when we started planning in July to even, I mean, my follow through is not my best forte in life, but even through the follow through, it was just like, okay, I know what has to be done in this, you know, month afterwards. It's like, just get it done. So yeah, I would say invest in the project management upfront and do your best to stick to it because you wrote the plan out for a reason. (laughs) So true. Yes. <laughs> Good old follow through. Let's go next. Anybody feeling inspired? Trina? I was going to say the same thing that Alice said, get a Whitney, because <laughs> that whole plan and click up was so big and all those pieces coming together. But the other part is make sure you have someone on your inbox or whatever lines of communication that you have that day who can stay planted the whole day in order to answer any questions or help with any technical support in terms of getting in and things like that because you can tell from what's coming in the inbox and the text what's going on with from a technical point of view with the broadcast. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it is. The communication levels definitely needs to have a person manning it. Um, I think whenever people like want to do online business, like the most forgotten part is the customer support. (laughs) And that's like through launches or through anything. And like to have somebody manning that and like, that's their sole goal in an area, I think is really, really crucial for sure. So good point. All right, Whitney. 
I don't know how to choose just one. I, I feel like there's a lot of things that we've learned, things that we've done well and things that we've learned you know, from hiccups. But I think, and Jordan, maybe it's stealing some from your brain, but having witnessed the whole thing twice, I would say if you're the business owner planning this type of event, don't underestimate where your time and energy needs to go during the live events. I think it would have been really easy for maybe somebody who's never done this before or somebody who is newer or greener in business to be like, oh, I can easily, something as simple as I can easily drop the links in the event chat, you know, before and after each session, or I can easily promote the four panelists to speaker, you know, each time at the beginning of the session. There's so many little details that in advance, I think you would think, oh, that, that will take literally 10 seconds. I can do that. But when you're doing a live event and you're also trying to save your energy for the presentation or the, the actual content and the delivery, all of those little things are distracting. And I think it was so valuable to see like all of our team members take these little roles, you know, the little roles that added up to be big things so that Jordan, you could keep your energy where it needed to be and test the tech. <laughs> we did, as everyone said, that's another thing. I just don't assume or don't take it. Don't underestimate, overestimate. You know, we've been on Zoom all year, literally, we, like all day, every day, all year. It would have been very easy for us to assume a Zoom webinar, like we've done this a million times, don't worry about it. But we learned in three, three weeks, we did three different tech tests. We learned something new each time. We're like, how did we not know this before? Like we've, again, been on Zoom, it's 2020. We've been on a lot of Zoom webinars and meetings, but those were just critical for us to think through so many little nuanced details of how the day would actually unfold. So it was definitely worth our time to test over and over and over again and have everybody join as different roles and test the Q&A and test the chat and test joining and coming back and cameras on and mics on and <laughs> all of those types of things. Oh yeah. Tech testing is always a good one to add in there because yeah, it's like, and again, like what do I see versus as the host versus what does Alice see as the co-host? Trina is an attendee and Whitney plays the speaker role. Like, okay, what does everybody's screen look like right now? Can you see this? No. Can you see this? Yes. Like we, <laughs> we're all very detail oriented over here. And so, yeah. And, and I agree too, Whitney, with your sentiment about just like all those little things. I just, as somebody who wants to be able to be all in and committed and like have as much energy as possible as somebody who generally speaking, just doesn't have a lot of energy. Like I knew those little things would be in the back of my mind, like during my talks. And I would be too focused on like, don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do this. Instead of like, Hey everyone, like we're here and we're doing the stuff and it's so exciting. And so that really, again, is just such a testament to like our team being like, yeah, totally. Like I can do this and having a, not having a, like, I'm not going to do that, Jordan. Like no one was like that. And I appreciate that as a business owner, having team members who will do things outside of their norm to ensure that the event, the mission is happening is really, really key. And so, yeah, I would say that again, don't be afraid too. If, if you have your core team and then you hire a few people for, you know, pay them for the couple of days that you need them and whatnot to do that as well. You don't need to expand your whole team for monthly retainers when you just need them for the event. Like let's like be 
more strategic about like who's coming on for what, how long, et cetera, which was really great to have both Danielle and Morgan, our paid event volunteers as a part of our event and all of that. So yeah, I would say top advice is like the people matter. And if you do not have the right people in the right roles, then like, I can't even imagine like, again, like get yourself a Whitney, get yourself an Alice, get yourself a Trina. You can't have mine. Cause I'm going to get that question. I get that question in my DMs for all of you. And so I, um, you know, it's really, really important to find the right people, put them in the right positions that highlight their brilliance and then just like, let them go. Because all of them, when I was doing everything that they all are now doing, I did it exponentially worse than all of them. And so if you think, oh, I'm the best at it, lies. So really bring people on who are going to show up be in your essence and again, love on people and do their best work. That I would say is my top advice for sure. Would I say you could do this as a solopreneur? Honestly, no. (laughs) And all my team is shaking their heads and say no. So, you know, if that's where you're at, not a big deal. And like, this could definitely be something down the road that you can totally do. And and bring to your audience or bring to life or bring your your vision to life in a different moment's time. But I thought it would be really fun for you guys to hear and see behind the scenes what in the hay we were doing for months, what we are currently doing as we prepare for this next one. And I, again, am so, so thrilled that you guys got to meet my team in a more intimate setting of, you know, again, behind the scenes stuff. And if you are interested again in joining us for the March virtual conference, done today, virtual conference, com. It will be in the description of the podcast. Also, will probably be all over Instagram and everywhere else. And so make sure that you join us for the next one because we've got even more additional goodness happening and whatnot that you are going to want to be a part of. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So thanks y'all for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.